So welcome to this little bonus that we're going to do after episode 16, uh, talking about the first adventures of, of Abram here. Um, so we just wanted to look at like a little more, you know, historical context yes. and, and things like that. Um, so the first of these, we were talking about like kind of this trip right from Ur mm-hmm. to Haran, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. uh, then to Canaan. And then there was the famine, and so he had to go over to Egypt. Right. Yes. And he's pitching his tent all over the place. Right, pitching his tent all Constantly. these places. Yes. Yeah. Well, and he left. I mean, they all settled in Haran. Okay. And he left a, a bunch of people there, except for him and his wife and Lot. And, and like their, their people left, people. but they kind of left a, a settlement in Haran, I think. Right. Okay. okay. So so I'm going to try to describe this to you with words, although I love it. I'm okay. going to try to find a way that we can get a map made that we can put up um, on our Patreon okay. or on our website, uh, which would be helpful with this. But okay, basically, picture this. <laughs> I will try. Give me a word map. Please. Picture this. All right. So between the Mediterranean Sea and the Persian Gulf, we have the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, which run kind of from like uh, northwest down to southeast. Okay. Like at an angle like that. So those run between. Roughly those areas. So Ur is over on the the right side, okay. <laughs> over on the the east, the, the southeast side, side yes. down near where the Tigris and Euphrates meet. Okay, uh, okay. at the Persian Gulf. Then they, yeah, they run into the Persian Gulf. Okay. Right. So the trip from Ur up to Haran is basically just following the Euphrates River all the way up to almost where you're at the Mediterranean Sea okay. in like modern day Israel or Gaza. Do you, uh, right? yeah, um, kind of. Yes, I'm looking at this on a map that does not have modern day countries on it. This is just like a topographical well, map. Well, you should know your geography for I should. sake. I well, should. Do you know it better than I do? Can you tell me? Is that is that where that would be? Oh, there. Yeah, up the Euphrates River, not not down. I see. Yeah. I'm wondering how many like miles this is. How many miles they walked? This looks like a. I would estimate, based on the scale of this map, this is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 700 miles, 800 miles. Okay, that's a, that's a lot. About that, yeah. That's it looks like like kind of in Haran, is like kind of in the region of like southeastern Turkey, maybe mm. Lebanon, Syria, around there. Sure. Okay. All right, yeah. cool. Uh, right, so that's where they went up. They were in Haran for a while until the Lord told Abram to... Peace out and go to Canaan, which was supposed to be the original destination. Okay. But to go straight from Ur to Canaan would be going straight west across the desert. Okay. Mm. And so that's why instead they went up along the Euphrates. And then from Haran, they go kind of alongside, um, I don't know the name of this river, but it's kind of like runs alongside the Mediterranean Sea Mm -hmm. here, right? So the Mediterranean Sea is over on the west side. And that then they're following this river down another probably 600 miles or so to get Jeez. to Canaan. Can you imagine just yeah. walking with all your stuff? Yeah. Ugh. And then well, Canaan. that's the life that you're used to, being yeah. nomadic yeah. all the time. Yeah. Then Pitching tents everywhere. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, then, so then Canaan's there kind of alongside the Mediterranean Sea or at least close to it, also near the Red Sea. And then when they had this famine, they popped over a little further west over into Egypt, which is where the Nile runs. The Nile runs north-south. Yeah. And the, the Fertile Crescent, which mm-hmm. is where the Nile splits into the two tributaries that goes into the Mediterranean Sea. That's on the north side. Okay. Which is close to where, close-ish to where Canaan is. Still probably like 200 miles. Yeah. So not close for walking and cameling, uh, but... <laughs> 
but that's about where that was. Okay. okay. Great. So anyway, hopefully the wow. listeners can have some sort that's of a mental a picture of that. Um, I was also reading here, this was pretty cool. So the, at the time uh, when Abram would have been going to, to Egypt, yeah. uh, the Great Pyramid of Giza was already hundreds of years old. Whoa. So to put this in perspective, the Egyptians have been in this one place building cities and huge pyramids, monuments like this. For a long, for a long time, time already. Long for a time. long wow. time, while Abram and his people are still nomads, yeah. still going around in tents. Wow. Right? Wow. That's true. So that historical perspective blew my mind a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. I also, I was, I, I, I can't seem to find this information, but I was curious, like, who would have been Pharaoh at that time? Who like, would have been the Pharaoh? Yeah. I'm sure someone, someone's probably done some historical triangulation yeah, on that. Just like, oh, it's I'm this, sure, yeah. this guy. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't find that right here in, in what I was looking at. Well, keep reading. Maybe I can do a Google. Yeah, okay. Do Check for that. Um, so to also try to put this in perspective of metals. <laughs> so when we were in Job, we metals? talked a lot about how they would mention like... Bronze. Bronze oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot. Yeah. So the Middle Bronze Age... Okay. is from 2000 BC to 1500. Okay. And remember, we said that Abram's life ended around 1991. Okay. So that he would have been just getting into the Middle Bronze Age, which meant they were kind of in the Early Bronze Age. So that does make sense that bronze is like the thing of the time. And how much right? longer did he live after that then? Well, I mean, the Bronze Age went longer than he was alive. I see. Okay. The Bronze okay. Age went till 1500 BC. Okay. But and died Abram around died around 1990-ish. Okay. Like, close to the beginning of the Middle Bronze Age. Uh, from what I'm finding, yes. they just, they talk about the fact that, uh, you know, the pharaohs in Genesis that are mentioned in Genesis are all unnamed, and we don't know. Uh, There's okay. more theories that are put forth about who was the pharaoh during Exodus, because that's mm. when pharaoh plays kind of a bigger, more prominent yeah. role. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Also, here's some more bonkers information for you about Egypt. So yes. again, around the same, around 2000 BC, yes. so right around the same time when Abram's doing all this stuff, Egyptians developed the royal postal system. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> and soap is created in Babylon. Oh, cool. Around this time? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. that's awesome. In 2000 I mean, that's BC. important if you're going through the desert for in sure. tents and camels and sheep. You I can get some so. soap to keep yeah, you all clean and keep your clothing clean absolutely yeah wow. oh and drains and sewers are being used in crete at this time too oh wow so like a lot of kind of modern ish technological well, impo advancements. important technological yeah. advancements yeah absolutely wow that's that's really fascinating wow. um the other thing that i wanted to look up and i was trying to find information about the ritual we were talking about with the cutting all the animals in half but not and, the birds but not the bird <laughs> yeah why is that what's the difference yeah so what I found was that this ritual that he did has a parallel uh, in a Hittite text, uh, which is a, would would practice a different religion there. Like this would not be a, a Jewish okay. tradition, I think, mm -hmm. uh, if I'm understanding this correctly. Um, so the Hittite text has this purification ritual, which is supposed to be used after a military defeat. Okay, um, and this ritual involves you take a man, a goat a puppy, and a small pig, no. and you cut all of those in half. Oh, all of those no, are all... No, that's no. all I hate the Hittites. That's yeah. I hate the Hittites. Okay, now I'm totally awful. on the side of defeating the Hittites. And then uh, you take these sections and you arrange them oppositely uh, 
you know, on, on one side and the other. So that like the innards are facing outwards? No, I think just, or I don't know. I think they're just arranged, you know, facing each other on opposite sides. Okay. And then in the middle, um, there's sort of like an arrangement of wood where fires are made and the troops have to pass between the fire and are sprinkled with water when they get to the other side, like to the river. Um, so it's kind of some very weird, like very intense ritual. thing, right? So this, this particular thing I found is pointing out that there are, because there are similarities to this, not a ton of similarities, but because there's enough, there's like, these probably both came from a similar ritual tradition earlier in history. Wow. You know, before these people spread out and became distinct ones. I mean, I hope that in the past it was like, just split a mango in half and Seriously. set it on yeah. both sides and then maybe nibble on some of it and then you're purified. Right. Well, we learned back earlier in Genesis, though, that doing a ritual with your plants doesn't God make God doesn't as like happy it. as the animals with Cain and Abel. Cain was trying to be That's a good really vegetarian. Why a then... puppy? Why a puppy specifically? I know, right? Like, it's okay. It's all upsetting. Up. It is. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to be. So, I don't know why I'm, I'm more be upset spe- about the puppy than exactly. like the humans. I'm not yeah. going to be. Well, I'm not going to be speciest <laughs> here about any of them. Right. Yes. Okay. Any of wise. them. Yeah. Are better than the other. It's all odd. It's all awful. Yeah. Um. And then uh, the the other interesting thing was about the covenant that um Arc- there was a specific type of covenant uh-huh. that that you know this happened earlier between God and Noah and then now we've got it between Abram and God. Sure. Um, but what this is pointing out is that covenants at the time had what was known as a superior party and an inferior party. And the superior party was the suzerain and the inferior party was the vassal. Uh, and that they would both have responsibilities. Like you'd kind of make a covenant, like an agreement, Uh sort of like a marriage contract or a business contract Uh or something like that. You make an agreement, but generally the way this would work is that the responsibilities of the vassal, who is the lower ranked party or the inferior party would be greater than those of the superior one. Okay. Right. Which would be, you know, something along the lines I imagine of like you protect our borders and give us, you know, a tax and all that. And in exchange, you get to live in our land. Yeah. Okay. That, right? that happened in my lineage actually. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Scottish clans. Oh. Um, yeah. On my grandmother's side, I think it was the Watson, the Evans clan that, and I'm sorry, Scottish historians, that I'm going to be confusing some of this. But yeah, it was that like the Evans clan made a covenant with the Watts clan, essentially, and kind of came under their protection. So it was that idea uh. that the Watts clan, they were stronger, they had like better warriors. And so it was like, we'll protect you as the Evans clan, but you need to be kind of our vassals mm-hmm. and wow. our servants. Right. Whoa. Yeah. So yeah. what this is pointing out, though, is what's interesting here is that in this particular covenant, nothing is said about Abram's responsibilities. That this is well, all just the Lord promising stuff to Abram, not what Abram's promising the Lord. I think the implication is like you're going to go out and do the dirty work of actually defeating these people and taking this land from them. Mm. I'm not just going to hand it to you on a silver platter. That makes sense. You know, oh. God's just kind of like, it's yours. I'll give it to you. But yeah. you got to, you know, the Lord helps those who help themselves. Wow. Okay. This or is really. So I've got more interesting stuff. So this is related to the cutting the animals in half. Uh That was part of this ritual of the covenant between a suzerain and a vassal. And the ritual was symbolic of what would happen to the vassal if the covenant was broken. Oh, so it was like a show of power? Maybe. And so so that blazing torch that went between the pieces is 
believed to be a representation of God, because it just said it appeared between them. But again, what's interesting is that traditionally the vassal, the the inferior party, would be the one who would pass between them as the sign of like, this is what will happen to me if I don't hold up my end of the deal. But the fact that the Lord is the one who does that. Interesting. Anyway, I don't have any cool conclusions from that, but that's just... That'll give all our listeners some stuff to Google and be like, and what the heck? And be like, uh, this <laughs> yeah. happened. Jeez. Wow. All right. Well, well thank you for cool. sharing. Yeah. Leave some comments on the on the Patreon page and yeah. let us know if you have more information about all of this stuff or, um, you know, if you if it brought up any things for you or if you have oh. some cool comments for us. There you go. I love hearing about that stuff because yeah. I am a nerd. All right. We'll see you on the next Bible study. Yeah.